0: Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Halliwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are talking about celebrity quarantine pads,
1: cringe mode, the worst of Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> and this time we're doing the last song. So get ready.
0: I know Liz is. And more unanswerable questions. Okay, let's hop right into it. Uh, We're taking over a jam session topic, uh, (laughs) but we're talking about it in a much less educated way. And we're just going to kind of more form our opinions on it um, and not so much like dive into the real architecture and style. (laughs) But Tea Time is checking in with celebrity quarantine pads. A lot of news randomly this week. First up is our girl Kendall Jenner, who is an architectural digest. Kate, do you want to talk about it?
2: Yes, yeah, so we've arranged these three houses from least awful to most awful. There are two that have been, like, very newsworthy for how bad they are. Kendall's mm-hmm. was just, like, also there, and I was pleasantly surprised at how lovely I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Architectural Digest, they did kind of the classic Kardashian tour. We've seen a lot of them. And I thought Kendall's was surprising for how good it was. Um, she it's just great. has kind of this lovely, like, white, very, like, well-lit home. There are obviously some weird things because she's a Kardashian-Jenner, but... For the most part, like, her kitchen's really lovely. It's very, like, Spanish-style architecture. She's got, like, a courtyard with lemon trees. And, like, her bed is, like, 10 feet by 10 feet, which is just absurd. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it's, like, a massive bed. But she has, like, some weird things. But for the most part, it's really nice, which I initially was like, I love this. And then you guys had some good points where you were like, it's only good because it's not her. You know, whereas, like, the other Kardashian (laughs) houses are typically weird because, like... Kylie actually like made the neon sculpture for the wall or whatever the (laughs) hell it is. So, yeah, it's lovely, but it very much looks like she paid someone to do it for her.
0: Absolutely. And make every single creative decision. Um, I do like the teal cabinets in the kitchen. I thought that was quite lovely. And I love the pots and pans hanging from like the (laughs) the hanging chandelier in the middle of the island. But yeah, someone who's very, very talented has decorated her entire house top to bottom um, and she just inhabits
2: it. I can't. Which is the dream. To be fair, I would love for someone to do that for me. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And notoriously, Kendall is not known for her like very effervescent or zany personality. Not a big. (laughs) personality out of her that we've seen. Wow. So it makes sense that there's not a lot. I can't see a single personal touch out of her. But again, we don't know her because she gives us nothing all the time. And I say that. She has no personality. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first one. Um, And then it (laughs) goes really far downhill from there. Before
0: we move on from Kendall's, I'm just tying this all in because we're doing kind of like a Miley Cyrus heavy episode. She calls her fitting room the Hannah Montana room because it's a big ass mess. It's like this enormous it, you can't even call it a closet it's a full room um and that's like where she does her fitting and her makeup and all of her glam and all that stuff and she calls it the Hannah Montana room so she's a girl after my go. own heart um <laughs> next one <Is> she? <laughs> Yes, I'm sure she thought about that. Um, next one, I am alone, I believe, in thinking that this house is not that bad. <laughs> I actually, before it made the tea time round, I sent this to my friends and was like, hey, this is really cool and eclectic, like really awesome out of Gigi Hadid. And then everyone hated it. So <laughs> this is— Gigi Hadid's remodeled New York City apartment. I think <laughs> she said that she had spent an entire year like very carefully curating and like picking each individual decision um, that went into this apartment. And I think that's also why it's kind of comical because it is it just kind of clashes everywhere. But I stand by it. I do like it. Um, the biggest problems that people had were some of the random. Random uh, design choices. For example, in the kitchen, all of the cabinets are covered uh, with dried colored pasta, mm-hmm. um, which people didn't like. I happen to like. I don't know why. Did you guys <laughs> <Why>? hate that? Yeah, <laughs>
2: It's yes. kind of strange. It's kind of strange. It looked like a preschool child's project. <laughs> it's not even like artfully designed pasta. It's just like this cabinet is purple pasta. This cabinet's orange <laughs> pasta.
1: And I also have a hard time believing she likes pasta.
2: That Sorry. Yes, although Sorry. she
0: does cook a lot. I know she's a talented cook,
2: but yes, perhaps you're right. And, and then she that- had like a pasta artist do it, which I'm like, you could have done this yourself in two seconds. Like, it's right. just so dyed true. pasta, That's glued true. to a cabinet.
0: Yeah, there's pros and cons. Like her bathroom, her master bathroom is really super nice. Um, She's got this other like set. I have no idea how many rooms is in this place, probably a lot. In her other bathroom, it's covered, had to do with colored um, New Yorker covers, which is cool. That's nice. But then right outside, there's this gigantic eight-foot tall ballpoint pen. (laughs) So, you know, there's definitely creative choices being made here. I wonder how much Zane had to do with it because now they're building a family home.
2: That's true, and uh, my thing was like I didn't want people to be trashing it because it was like so colorful because I like Mm -hmm. color, like in I feel like so everyone's so into like the white clean whatever these days. Like I do really like like a colorful house and home, yeah. But the just the sheer chaos and tackiness and like kindergarten Mm. vibes of this one just did not do it for me.
0: There is chaos. There's a gigantic pot of pool balls like right in the middle of the kitchen island and everyone is like why is that there in your kitchen (laughs) island? There's two tweets I want to call out. One is from uh, someone named Hannah Louise and it's like your therapist. Gigi Hadid's interior design choices can't hurt you. And then Gigi Hadid's (laughs) interior design choices and it shows A, the pasta, B, the pool balls on the kitchen counter and the giant ballpoint pen. And then someone named Kate George said, imagine your entire home looking like an I spy book, which I don't remember... That I don't know you guys remember. Like. That's really As funny. soon as I read that, I was like, it all clicks. This is oh fucking God. exactly what this house looks like. Wow. <laughs> A That's gigantic eye spy, very expensive I spy apartment. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to the next one? All right. Amelia, yeah. wrap it up.
1: Well, if you want to talk about chaotic, Bella Thorne <laughs> has listed her Sherman Oaks home for $2.55 million. And This home is, oh my God. It is covering a quarter of an acre. It's a gated property. It's a two-story home. And it's this disgusting pink color that it's not even, it's not millennial pink. It's kind of like, I don't know if like, you know, it's dark pink. It's like if Pepto-Bismol, if you had some like was left in your (laughs) cabinet for like 20 years and then you just opened it and it was like, oh, this is disgusting. That's what it looks like. And it doesn't get much better because on the inside, there's just a lot of really random stuff, which I mean, it's very fitting for her. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. hot pink. There's a lot of clashing going on. There's like a random horse sculpture that maybe she got from the Denver airport, I don't know. Um <laughs> there are boas. Of course there's a dinosaur and a tutu because that's just sure. who she is. You know, yeah, why not? Um there are roses. It just doesn't I mean, this looks like she's like 15 and is like, "I'm 15 and I I have this idea." It's like, you know, do you remember watching Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Mhm. <laughs>
2: yes.
1: Where they would make the kid like, "Do you like butterflies?" and they make the whole room like butterfly rooms. It's just like if some Kid That's with ADHD fair. was like, I just love
0: boas in pink. And they were like, okay, sure. And then they made this entire home. I will say this looks so much prettier. And I think I'm not as harsh with this home because I used to follow her on Instagram and Snapchat. And this home used to be so messy on a daily basis that looking at it with these like very curated, obviously it's been cleaned head to toe. It looks (laughs) so much nicer than it really looks as she was living in it. And I also think it's important that these promo photos where they're trying to convince someone to move in have none of her furniture, none of her actual (laughs) Items of her home in it. They've like fucking cleaned it all out because they know she's even more bizarre in like the little touches that she does. And it was so dirty and so bizarre and so crowded and chaotic. I think the people selling it were probably like, we got it literally get rid of everything (laughs) besides the bones. And then
2: we'll try to sell it. Yeah. I got to say, looking at all this just really gave me new appreciation for like a normal place to to be stuck in for four months. (laughs) Like these four walls are tough, but at least they're like just white.
0: exactly I also think I'm shocked that we ended up on Kendall Jenner being the best home out of these three I cannot believe it
2: what is your favorite (laughs) one is it Gigi mine's Gigi I'm sorry you're insane (laughs) all right
0: let's move on um next category is this week in social media slash not worth the tea slash relationship news it's a mishmash it's just miscellaneous Starting with terrible news, and then we get uh, better. So the first terrible news is I decided this week to perhaps re-download Twitter for the first time in months, and it was a gigantic mistake. The only thing on my timeline was about Rice Krispie hot dogs, where you make a Rice Krispie treat, and then you cut up a bunch of little hot dogs inside of it, then you mash it all together, and then you put relish— mustard and ketchup on top and that's what everyone was talking about and then I re-deleted it and thought that I'm never gonna go back ever again that's what's on there that's what I've been missing
2: I didn't see that anywhere I didn't see that either (laughs) yeah this is news to me
0: that's that's another story everyone was talking about the hot dog rice crispy treats and it's disgusting (laughs) that is really gross (laughs) I can't believe you guys didn't see that sounds like a you problem (laughs) Okay. Anyway, on to real celebrity news. Um, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas had their baby girl named Willa on July 22nd. You know, they've been very secret this whole time. So classic. There is no real news to report, but that a source told E! News that they are home and getting settled. Joe is very hands-on and involved. He wants to do everything he can and loves being with the baby and helping Sophie. So congrats to them. Can't believe it.
2: I can't wait to see the baby. (laughs) We're a big fan of the name. I think Willa Turner Jonas is adorable. Agreed. Willa is oh, a cute name. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, Love an old lady name.
0: Agreed.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> next um, one. Well, oh God. Okay. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, they're Instagram official now. He posted a photo of the two of them posing in a mirror, sticking their tongues out. You know, I, it's with the caption, waited for eternity to find you again. And then it was like a knife and a little shooting star and a heart and another knife. And she had called him her twin soul. So, I don't know.
0: Here we are, I guess. <laughs> That's bad. That's a really serious thing to say about someone. Like, she must
2: really, really like him. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Yeah. I have to say, I was struck by the height difference in this picture. I immediately Googled how tall is Machine Gun Kelly. He's uh-huh. 6'4. Who knew? Good for machine gun. Wow. Okay. Damn, that's how I
0: get the ladies.
2: Great. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how we got Megan Fox. Okay. Oh, um, okay, next up, this is again such a chaotic category. We just threw everything in here that didn't have a home. Um, we were gonna talk about the Emmys and like award season, and then we were like, oh wait, there are more interesting things to talk about, namely Bella Thorne's house. So I just threw this one little bit in here. <laughs> Betty Gilpin from Glow was one of many people nominated for an Emmy this week. Sorry. And she had just an all-time great response. Um, and I would like to request that Amelia I? do a dramatic reading of <laughs> Betty Gilpin's yes. response to her Emmy nomination.
1: <laughs> yes, okay. Whenever you're uh, ready. Okay, thank you. I, well, I'm ready right now. Okay. To the Television Academy, how dare you? I really can't stress enough how much of a threat this nomination is to my current quarantine brand of pasta and sad. In the time before, which is capitalized for some reason, being born with a healthy, protective, emotional wall missing meant I got to channel that into pretend time in exchange for health insurance and claps. Until today, apparently here in the apocalypse, these skills were about as meaningful as a worm's hymn in a canyon. I'd like to thank the cast and crew and The Academy, and Seasonal Depression. And honestly, Nathan Lane. And before this nomination, Phoenix is me out of mediocrity, and I explode into ribbons just real quick. The cops who killed Brianna Taylor still have not been arrested. Just
2: round of applause for both of you.
1: Thanks. Um, well I love done, Be- Amelia.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I love Betty Gilpin and Glow, and I love how her brain works. And this was like right at the end of the day. on like, <laughs> Emmy nominations day. She just like slid that in into the wire. Just great stuff. She really did. (laughs) Head to bottom. Yeah. All right. And then finally,
1: Netflix announced that they are adding some black sitcoms soon. In August, September, and October, they're adding Moesha, The Game, Sister, Sister, Girlfriends, The Parkers, half and half, one-on-one. And I, for one, am very— ex- Well, I actually— I did like the game, but I am really excited about Sister, Sister. That's an Me iconic too. show. Sam. So good. And I've been recently watching The Parkers, which— with Monique and um, <laughs> Countess Vaughn, who is literally— She is so fucking funny. Um, I don't know what happened to her. Get her
0: a new show because she's <laughs> so funny. Um, so, Yeah excited for yeah, that yeah Netflix stop making the Kissing Booth sequels they um, tr- <laughs> just turned out the second one you're welcome for not covering it and then they're also like I've already recorded the third so oh stop gosh. making those and start investing your cash in something that's actually important and worthwhile
2: you know it's bad when like even tea time just like cannot be bothered to watch the Kissing Booth like it's <laughs> absolutely not
0: I crossed my mind for two <laughs> seconds and was like don't do it Liz it's, no. it's not good for your health <laughs> You know what is good for my health, though, you guys. It's the next category. I've been like so excited all day. We're covering a movie that I love, but the general category that we're going to be doing on Cringe Mode for the next couple weeks is finding the worst Nicholas Sparks movie and like the cringiest, the most poorly written, poorly acted, etc. Key, you had this idea. You want to talk about your inspiration a little bit?
2: <laughs> Thank you. I, I would. So Nicholas Sparks, just like generally a garbage person, we don't need to talk (laughs) about him, but he's written a lot of bad books that have been made into a lot of bad movies, and there are some gems, and these movies are all tied together in a lot of very specific ways, for example, Dead Parents, Hot Guys, and Beaches, Mm -hmm. Um, and so we wanted to just revisit the Nicholas Sparks canon in a way that did not lift him up as a creator, but did allow us to pick out some good moments and find just the cringiest moments as we do on this podcast. So we're starting our Worst of Nicholas Sparks series. We're going to watch some of the good ones to really rule them out. But the real search is to find just the cringiest Nicholas Sparks movie. Uh, so we're just going to jump around. We're going to like come back to it, leave it, come back to it uh, mm-hmm. so that we don't like die on a beach <laughs> somewhere like watching Julianne Huff make out with someone. Um, oh, we'll God. see how far we get, but it's just going to be an ongoing journey starting with the last song.
0: Yes. And I want to make it very clear before we start and dive into it. And I express so much, I love this movie. I love it purely 100% because of Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus's yes. A, chemistry. B, it's the or, their origin, like their like, love story start. Mm-hmm. You can see it. It's the romance purely that exists between those two people, both in <laughs> real life and on screen. Has nothing to do with Nicholas Sparks, which like Kate yes. says, is a garbage human being.
2: Right, okay. do not endorse. But we're, yeah, we're not gonna talk endorse. about the movies though.
0: <laughs> yes, okay, let's do it. Let's do some highlights, starting with the good. I feel like Kate and I, we have a lot. Amelia (laughs) has thoughts on the movie we'll get to later. Kate, what's your first highlight?
2: Yeah, this is going to be fun because Liz loves this movie. Amelia hates all Nicholas Sparks movies, and I'm like somewhere in the middle. Um, So the last song obviously stars Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. Miley Cyrus is like a moody teen who's like shipped to her dad's for a month or whatever, a summer on the beach in Georgia. The movie's in Georgia, the book's in North Carolina. And all the sorts of stuff happens. Her dad turns out to be dying. She has a romance with an aquarium worker slash volleyball (laughs) player who's very rich uh, and lives on a plantation. But we'll get to that in a moment. Um, And it was the start of Miley and Liam forever. So a lot of highlights in terms of like, I guess, some things. My personal highlight was, first of all, Miley Cyrus, just absolutely adorable in this movie. Mm -hmm. And there's a moment when they're in the car, like mid movie, the heyday of their love. And She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5 comes on the radio. Miley Cyrus just starts singing along. They're, she's like in her little converse, in her little 2010 outfit, singing to <laughs> Maroon 5. And it was just like the most 2010 moment. Uh, and it really took me back. Agreed. I also, yeah, Miley Cyrus is just absolutely perfect in this. Nicholas Sparks
0: actually wrote the screenplay as like a vehicle for Miley and Mm. then adapted the novel from it. So this was written, Ronnie is her character name, which, oh, I have thoughts on that name. Um, (laughs) But that's her character name. And it was really just like a Miley Cyrus vehicle to stardom, um, which it was. She was already way in the weeds with Hannah Montana, but this catapulted her. She was like a rom-com star, kind of. My main highlight is like I said, just like the sheer romance and chemistry that exists between Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. It's palpable. You can see it. You can feel it. it. You like get sold on it so quick. Amelia, maybe you feel differently. But there's a lot of like, when I watch this as a teen, there's a lot of like very classic, very enviable romance romance um, scenes in this movie. They make out in the ocean. They have this like mud fight. She has her feet up in the pickup truck. they singing along to music. It's very idyllic. Very Nicholas Sparks. Very cliche. But it works. I love the romance in this movie.
2: <laughs> they're classics okay. for a reason.
0: <laughs> yeah. You guys, the silence out of Amelia. Amelia, do you quickly want to say one
1: highlight? Get yourself in here. Um, you know, Liam's American accent isn't bad.
2: So. I actually true. also had that thought. It is uh, pretty yeah, good, actually. It's pretty
0: good, you know, considering. So, he, he actually won the part in this film after he learned that he had lost the role of Thor to his brother, Chris wow. Hemsworth. So Liam right could have been Thor. It could have been completely flipped. It, it
1: really was the right call. Oh that was the God. right call. That was the right call. Um, <laughs>
0: I also think the soundtrack is really good. I don't know about—I can't really remember other Nicholas Sparks movie soundtracks, but a lot of iron and wine, very moody, romantic <laughs> music. Mm-hmm. And then my last highlight is that Jonah, who plays Ronnie's little brother, is just an incredibly good actor, and I can't believe he didn't go anywhere. can't believe Liam Hemsworth didn't go anywhere. But yeah, this kid <laughs> was really good, a lot of hard emotional scenes, and he did a great job. So shout he out him. He is Jonah. a really
2: good—you Like you need like, a good little kid— like, actor and, like, a mm. good little brother character in a lot yeah. of, like, these kind of specific movies to, like, add some levity, especially when, like, you know, Miley's Mad Her Dad, the whole movie, there's, like, a lot of fraught tension, and then, like, mm-hmm. the little brother comes in with, like, a one-liner. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, he was only, like, in one episode of
0: Private Practice after and, like, hasn't mm. been on screen since 2013, so he probably Sad. pursued other better things. Honestly, honestly, good for him. He
2: probably turned out—he's probably turned out better.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right, let's do the low lights because there are some lowlights. lights. Yes, there
1: are. Um, Honestly, I'm sorry. I just, I, again, I just hate this trope of we're only going to universities that people have ever heard of and that are, like, really hard to get into. Ronnie, you know, she's like... I don't want to go to Juilliard. I got in, but like, I'm, just, I'm really angsty and I have a nose ring. I just like, I'm sorry, but I don't feel bad for you, Ronnie. Don't go if you want to, don't want to go. Go give the spot to someone who deserves it, who actually wants to go. So quit your whining and your pouting and don't fucking go to Juilliard if you don't want to fucking go to Juilliard.
2: Sharpe Evans would love your spot, Ronnie. Exactly. Please make some room.
1: no it's so true.
2: There's one line where they're like, They've been scouting her since she was five. I was like, oh. first of all, what do pianists do in this world? Nobody scouts pianists. Nobody, right, maybe, like, uh, we need the next great piano player. Like, let's yeah. go get this five year old prodigy. Nobody That does happened
1: that. like in the seventeen hundreds with Mozart and that was it. <laughs> right
2: also
0: I just feel like if she was this much of a prodigy and was being scouted since she was five like at least in the movie put some more diff- technically difficult piano pieces because yeah. she plays the piano but it's not like absolutely groundbreaking <laughs> piano playing you know what I mean exactly. she just sounds like the average piano player right. that can play that instrument but like I wish they would have sold that a little bit more. Get some fake hands on that keyboard and really right. done something. Yes. Straight on your keys. like
2: Edward Cullen shit and like start Seriously. composing. You know? Seriously. All right. Next low light. Uh, this was tough. So they changed the location of the film from the novel and the novel it's North Carolina in the film. They filmed it on Tybee Island and set it there which is in Georgia. And after their mud fight date, they go to Will's house in the movie and it turns out he's like super rich. And I was like, wow, hmm, like this kind of looks like a plantation. And I looked it up and it is a plantation. And I got to tell you, on the plantation website, they really try to hide the fact that it's a plantation. Um, As they Wikipedia, all do. Wikipedia As doesn't they all lie. Do. I looked it up. It's not the place where Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds got married, but oh. just, you know, it's like a similar vibe. So, yeah, that was just. You know, maybe not. Maybe pick somewhere else for his mansion. That was just a shitty be. detail,
0: especially like as you can choose this stuff. Nicholas, right. they literally wrote the screenplay from nothing and right. and, and then the <laughs> super novel too. Yeah, time to correct yourself. Yeah, just uh. fucking pick anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like mansions are a
2: a dime a dozen. Like just pick anywhere. They really big are. House, you literally guys.
0: throw a rock and find somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Completely agreed. Um and also, so this apparently was dedicated to Miley Cyrus's grandpa who passed. Oh. But I just didn't love the name Ronnie. And every time it was said out loud in this movie, I was just kind of like, and we like we just <laughs> said, we love old, older names. Like I'm not wanting her to be named Lexi, but I just think <laughs> there is perhaps a a stronger name, maybe for Miley sure. Cyrus. And then also I don't think they used her voice like to her full ability. I wish she sang more, especially in her yeah. final song, like at her dad's Spoiler alert! Funeral. Um, She plays the piano but doesn't sing, and I just want more Miley Cyrus vocals. That's all.
2: Yeah, that's not a spoiler. Someone dies in every Nicholas Sparks movie. (laughs) Dead parents are just in every single one. We can just establish that now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, What has aged the best and the worst in this movie? There's a clear answer for me personally, which is Miley and Liam's relationship. This started. This movie started a decade long romance and marriage and now divorce. And it's just quite sad to watch it back because this was like tr- like truly the height of love in my brain for so long was this dumb movie. And obviously did not pan out. And they are like not on good terms now. So that's really sad. And I wish Liam Hemsworth's career turned out better. He did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what has he
2: done besides isn't it romantic like in 2019? I'm I'm blanking on pretty much everything. Being Not Chris much. Hemsworth's brother, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's it. He's the He's lesser just like Hemsworth. A,
0: there you a go. paparazzi princess, and that's kind of it. <laughs> He's just photographed always for no reason. Yeah. Um, so I wish he had a better career. And then I also miss Miley Cyrus's snaggle tooth. That was like a mm. Hannah Montana era detail that I
2: miss. She's so she's just so cute in this movie. I just so thought she was adorable. Cute. She is yeah. cute. And also, we've we've talked about a lot of like 2010, 2011 movies lately. And so I want to give a shout out to the fashion in this one because it is not that bad, <laughs> which is a real departure from some of our other recent ones. A lot of like baby doll tops, but like Miley wears like some cute dresses, some mm-hmm. like, you know, pretty chill, like jumpers. I thought it was pretty good, actually. I really was like, maybe it's just like the beach vibes that like made it work. Um, I agree. There's no, like, um, side
0: bangs on, like, Zac Efron-style flow. There's, like, (laughs) no wigs. Actually, a lot of extensions on Miley, but that's it. (laughs) Definitely.
2: But they look pretty good. She has great hair in this movie. Oh, Um, amazing hair. She's fabulous. But, yeah, there was one... Liam looked a little tough, like, just knowing how much hotter he got. I was like, okay, (laughs) the hair is, like, a little like a little peroxided. Um, (laughs) He had like some tough fitting, like he had a tough fitting suit at the wedding and he had like this teal tie that I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like you can do so much better, but we'll get there. Um, But yeah. A lot of cargo shorts. (laughs) Yeah, like well, those are unavoidable. True, true. Um, And then
0: last thing that aged not that well, Amelia. I mean, I just,
1: you know, Nicholas Sparks movies as a whole, you know, he hasn't done one since what, like 2016? Probably... For good reasons and it's just oh my god I don't know I mean you know I can appreciate that it's a cheesy romantic movie but you know it's just like the lack of a plot really the lack of character growth and development the lack of people of color just there's a lot of things wrong with Nicholas Sparks movies but you know it's that was a, a time and a place I guess.
0: It's
2: true. There's a reason we've left them. We've left
0: them in the past for (laughs) the best. It's so true. This movie would not be the same, obviously. I wish they could remake it. Maybe cast the same Miley and Liam, but then the rest redo (laughs) literally (laughs)
2: everything else. Um, I guess that's what I'm saying. And then the MVP. Great first one out of Kate. Thank you. I want to give a shout out to Greg Kinnear, just one of our Mm. greatest all-time movie dads. Every movie he's ever been in, he's played a dad. That's not true. Don't fact check that. But he has (laughs) dad energy in just everything I think his whole life I think he was born with dad energy um, he has like the trying <laughs> to be cool trying to be relatable but like in an endearing way yeah in pretty much every movie he's ever been in and I think he was also born in cargo shirts and a dad polo yeah and like flip flops <laughs> and uh, he just just brings his A game once again just like great he's dad great. <laughs> yeah he has a great dad <laughs> Um, Miley's also a great angsty teenage
0: daughter. She did it well in Hannah Montana. She did it well here. Pouts a lot in this movie. A lot of up close shots of her lips. Very pursed. She really does. Using every square inch, inch of those babies. Um, in general, I just love her. She's my queen and icon. This just solidified it at the time. And now, literally a decade later, I still feel the same way. Despite the fact that this movie has aged horribly and Nicholas Sparks is a garbage human. I love only Miley. And she made me take back a piano after this movie, played it all through Incredible. my teenage years. Um, she is my queen and this is where it comes from. I and love that for Amelia, you. Amazing. Amelia, who is your MVP in this? Well,
1: in an unprecedented move, I'm going to give the MVP to myself for <laughs> suffering through the entirety of this movie. So
2: thank <laughs> you. Amelia, this is our first one. Do you want to just tap (laughs) out going forward? No, no, I'm dedicated. I purposely picked what I thought was like a decent one to start out with so that we didn't want to die. It only goes downhill from here, Amelia. What are we going to do? I I honestly,
1: (laughs) I kind of like the worse it gets because it's more fun to dissect.
2: I know. I think that things will get really bad and really fun uh, in a little bit. But before that, we got to do our lightning rounds. Yes. to finish you, this up. go ahead you do this part because okay I control. created this I'm just gonna rattle off these questions and then we're just gonna answer them super quick okay. uh, these are things that I think will be decently applicable to all of the Nicholas Sparks movies that we watch okay first of all did you cry no <laughs> Liz <laughs> Kelly did you cry yes I, uh, I did not but I cried the first time I saw it okay which first date would you pick of the last song's first date, there's an aquarium date. There's night out with the turtles where they sit on the beach and watch turtles, although the turtles haven't been born yet. So actually, it's just like sitting on the beach with turtle eggs or watching Liam play beach volleyball. Liz Kelly. Night out with the turtles because Liam Hemsworth just recites Tolstoy all night long. Tough. Okay. Uh, I personally would choose beach volleyball. Amelia. Turtles. Turtles all the way. Okay. Mud fights. Romantic or awful? Liz. Awful. Amelia. Awful absolutely awful would never ever (laughs) want to do that like even Liam Hemsworth takes off his shirt and like hoses himself down and even then I would still be pissed about the mud in my hair okay Mm -hmm. did Miley say I love you too fast yes or no yes they always say I love you too fast (laughs) (laughs) they do they always do you're right Amelia yeah it happens this movie actually picks up really quickly like in the first four minutes you've met everyone Like it it's really true. is fast moving. And then they, they spend the whole last half on like a cancer plot. And it's like, okay. Um, yes, and then
0: randomly, like halfway through the movie, they're like, and months have gone by and this and this. I was like, wait, what, what is the timeline?
2: <laughs> I can't actually tell the span of time. Anyway, we can keep going. True. Uh, would you sell your soul to have Miley's hair in this movie? Yes or no? Amelia? No. Liz? Yes. <laughs> Liz is rolling her eyes up at Amelia in the zoom chat. Uh, I would say yes. It's just great hair, but it is a lot. It's a lot. It seems like a lot of maintenance. Um, Is this a fire B-plot? Every Nicholas Sparks movie has just an unnecessary B-plot that takes away from the romance that we actually want to be seeing. Uh, This B-plot was obviously cancer, but it was also like a church burned down and they thought that the dying dad did it. Mm
0: -hmm. When I wrote fire B-plot, I meant the the literal fire that is the (laughs) (laughs) B-plot.
2: The literal church fire B-plot. Literal fire B-plot. Wow. Okay. uh... Oh, God. Sorry. Did you think
1: it was
0: like a
2: fire yeah, B plot? like,
0: was it a
1: fire B plot? <laughs> oh my
0: God, why didn't you
2: question that? You've known me for too long to just let that slide. I didn't know who wrote it. I didn't oh know who wrote God. it. Um, so, what did we think of the fire? B-
0: <laughs> <laughs> the fire B plot was weird and unnecessary and like weirdly made Greg Kinnear seem like a drunken idiot for like all but five minutes of the movie. Oh, Not yeah. into it. Not into it either.
1: I was fine with it because it created tension for Miley and Liam to break up, you
2: know? <laughs> wow. Of course. Okay, so um, now oh, we have course. to now we have to call it the Fire B plot now for okay. every movie going forward. Um <laughs> okay, we're almost done with this. Final kiss where he holds her up like a baby. Romantic or no?
0: No. Well, he literally cradles her in both of songs. The- <laughs> he's quite weird she's in like a very long peasant skirt yes it's romantic I love it I wanted it for so long and then I like almost grew to be six feet tall and I that's not in the cards
2: uh, yeah the height difference really was something in this movie I also would have to be shorter to ever have anything like this Amelia yeah. would you want to be lifted up and cradled like a baby no 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 no, no. <laughs> no. It's okay I'm actually out <laughs> on that as well <laughs> Um, And the final question that we have to apply to each of these movies, is this the worst Nicholas Sparks movie? I think definitely not. There's so much more (laughs) horrible things to come. Agreed. Amelia? Yeah.
1: I mean, I haven't seen enough Nicholas Sparks movies to be the true judge and jury of this question, Um, but I'm really excited for the following
2: weeks. Yes. We're going to fix that, Amelia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whether you like it or not.
0: Yay. All right, we made it through. We're gonna do. I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll continue this. This did not go too well for the tea <laughs> no, time crew, no, but. We'll see. Maybe we'll do more cringe when Nicholas Sparks. If there's a Nicholas Sparks movie you guys actually really enjoy or really yeah, hate, like, <laughs> if you feel strongly about either one, we're not just going to watch, like, Knights of a dance for no fucking reason. So, <laughs> like, DM us and tweet us, please. And tell us if you want a specific Nicholas Sparks movie Yeah, we're going to need to hear choice. from the people on that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> please help us. This is a cry for help. All right, let's wrap up oh this episode God. with the last category, Tea Time's most unanswerable questions. Go ahead, Amelia.
1: Okay, so— as I'm sure many of you know, Megan the Stallion was shot in the foot, which is not funny and horrible and good thing she is recovering. And obviously, you know, people are saying it. I mean, it was this rapper named Tori Lenez, I think. But uh, the police haven't really like certainly named him and she hasn't really named him either. But that's who she was with anyway. Um, I don't understand why the fuck some people think it's like the prime time to joke about that. And I'm looking at Chrissy Teigen, who honestly kind of, you know what? I go back and forth on her and she thinks she's really, really fucking funny. Well, that's not fucking funny, Chrissy. And 50 Cent, posting memes, not fucking funny. And there were yeah. other people who were making fun of it too. And it's just like, are you, someone got fucking shot by a gun. Are you that
2: dense? It's just not cool. So Yeah, the response was just, like, overtly racist. Yeah. I think, yeah. like, people were like, imagine if another female, like, s- musician got shot. Like, would people be making memes about Ariana yeah. Grande or Taylor Swift? Like, no, like, examine why this is happening so that we can make sure it does It would be written about differently,
0: right? It would be, like, attempted murder. It would be so much more focused on. The thing I was shocked at is, like, How no one is report like I haven't seen barely anything on this. I had to go truly seek it out after you wrote this in the outline. And it makes me really disappointed in news outlets that are probably run by white people like Us Weekly people, et cetera, like who just aren't paying attention to this story. I don't know why. I mean, it's like inherent racism that they're not paying attention. But they're, like, posting every time Emma Roberts walks out of her door, and yet they aren't writing articles about something so serious
2: like this. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Seriously. And Megan Thee Stallion went live on Instagram to kind of talk she about it did. and be like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? And I think it seems yeah. like now she has, you know, surrounded herself with people that are lifting her up and supporting her. And like, right. I'm glad that she knows how fucked up the response was, and it's calling Definitely. people out. But like she shouldn't be having to do that. She should be focusing on literally recovering from being shot. So exactly to, the whole response to that was so fucked up and right. I agree. It really and pisses sh- me off. And she yeah. deserves
1: privacy and sorry, I named the the guy's name is not Tony. It's Tori Lanez. But anyway, he yeah, yeah, fuck him. But um just, you know, wishing her well in her recovery. Yeah. And think yeah. 2
2: seconds before you tweet. Like not no, every has to be a meme, Chrissy, literally percent Like yeah. It's just like a single 30 seconds of thought like would have gone a long it, way. Seriously. That. It's and yeah. then Chrissy
1: was like, well,
2: some people aren't just, you know, like they are just Stop tweeting for a while. It's, seriously. Yeah. Like just
1: take her fucking take phone break. away, John Legend.
2: Yeah. All right. My unanswerable question is Am I crazy or is no one talking about the new Beyonce visual album that is coming to Disney Plus tomorrow or today if you're listening to this oh, podcast? Really? And actually, I looked it up and people are talking about it today because it's kind of like the pre-release day. Mm -hmm. So that's good. But it seems like everyone like it's new Beyonce. Like usually if there's a crumb of Beyonce anywhere (laughs) or like new Beyonce music, the whole world like just turns upside down. And I don't quite understand when it's like her sequel to Lemonade, which was like this unbelievably huge thing. Why more people aren't excited about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have seen... The only coverage I've seen, including on The Ringer today, is like a bunch of different rankings of like the best Beyonce song, which I understand Mm. is something that you can like make fun. But I'm also like, that's just a fool's errand. Like, (laughs) they're all good. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. Um, So, yeah, just confused by the coverage or lack of coverage. Yeah. You know, I'm shocked because I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was
1: coming tomorrow slash today. Right. I don't know. That what the is, deal is wild. Maybe a, it's a
0: Disney thing. Maybe I, that might be it. I think it might be the platform. You know, right? Yeah. Kate, can I continue to borrow your Disney Plus to watch? You and may listen to this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then, lastly, my unanswerable questions is: I watched Hot Ones for the first <laughs> time on YouTube, which is a really big deal to a lot of people. Oh, I had God. just never come across it and has never interested me. Um, but you've seen much. the memes, right? Or, like, I the have video seen the memes? But, I've seen okay, Paul yeah. Redd, The Look at of Us, course. who would have thought? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, There's a right. lot of memes that come from Hot Ones, actually. So, I yeah. do give them credit. I do know about that. But yeah, I watched it in full for the first time. I actually watched Zach Efron do one where he was advertising and promoing um, Killing Zach Efron on Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> he did not give a lot. Uh, he also looked very stressed as he ate hot food. But anyway, I cannot believe it's a genius premise in that. And Mm -hmm. so many celebrities have gone on it. Like everyone has cycled through one. They've done like multiple seasons, like I think hundreds of episodes, whatever. Yeah. Would you guys ever subject yourself to that? I think I get so red. The idea of eating spicy food and filming it and sweaty makes me really anxious. And I can't believe people sign up for it. They know that they'll be like crying and vomiting by the end and they still do it. It's amazing it's no, insane
2: that, is that what they do they literally just eat hot wings and like answer questions I've never seen yeah. it either
0: it, and it goes hotter and hotter each hot sauce no, as they go on and then, but the questions are <laughs> great it's really well researched it's like a great production but I cannot
2: believe it if also I Liz, celeb- you famously I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not you famously have never had a had a, had a wing oh yes that is true I've never so, had a chicken wing so maybe that's why I don't get it the anti Liz Kelly in every way there's you how could what? you understand it
0: I will say about that too is I have a main reason for not eating chicken wing, and that is because I can't tell what is bone and what is not what yes. is meat and what is it's, not it's not worth it and watching these people eat wings they would pull apart and then sometimes there'd be like a lot of different things happening and then sometimes mm-hmm. they'd put off and it'd be like one little tiny <laughs> like needle of well, a bone you're notoriously a veggie
2: girl
1: which is good which yes. is actually very healthy and good and we should all be more veggie people <laughs>
2: I don't like wings at all I just I'm curious Really? oh yeah. I love they're wings they're too work you get like a little bit of meat and there's so much not meat they're so messy and so fucking delicious
0: maybe that can be our first tea time reunion we haven't seen each other in months maybe we all do tea time hot <laughs> <wings>. ones yeah <laughs> right.
2: maybe that sounds sanitary we definitely
0: will not film that um, okay <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back next week thank you Kaya our producer
2: I'm Liz Kelly I'm Kate Alwell and I'm Amelia Wedemeyer let us know what you think about Nicholas Sparks. Not the person, the canon. Yeah. <laughs>